Welcome to Soul of an Empath, the podcast that helps empaths to feel loved, seen, heard, and understood in all areas of your life. Now here's your host, Tiffany Gano. Welcome back to another Soul of an Empath podcast. I'm Tiffany Cano. Today we have Harmony Robinson Stagg, who's joining us from Australia. And she is an Ayurvedic practitioner. And I really can't wait to introduce you to her because Ayurveda is something that I've grown to absolutely love and incorporate into my life. And I can't wait to have her share some amazing tips that will help you as well. So let me tell you a little bit about her. Harmony is an Ayurveda and women's health practitioner and the founder of Ayurveda Alchemist Academy. She is also a registered nurse with more than 17 years experience in the health and wellness industry. I love that combo, by the way. Her mission is to bridge the gap between Eastern and Western medicine. Harmony is also the host of a very popular health and wellness podcast called Harmony Inspired Health. She's a twin mom to two beautiful boys, a yoga teacher, and a self-confessed chai latte enthusiast. So welcome, Harmony. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Tiffany. Yes, I do love my chai lattes, I must admit. I don't skip them on before the podcast. That's so my funny. my for the day. So how do you make put an Ayurvedic spin on it. Okay. We just got to start there. <laughs> yeah. So we'll try chai in uh, Ayurveda is it just means tea. So it is quite funny. Like when we call it a chai tea here, really, that just means tea tea. It's like, Oh, all those Westerners. But chai is full of Ayurvedic herbs and spices. So it has a very medicinal effect on the body. Um, and yeah, I just, I love the taste as well. So it's like food or I should say like a drink <laughs> or um, medicine for my soul. So mm-hmm. that's why I love the chai. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I make an Indian chai recipe that um, I sometimes change depending on my mood. (laughs) So yeah, that's why I wanted to get your take. (laughs) No, I feel you. Sometimes I have the caffeine-free version and then sometimes I have it with the black tea leaves if I need a bit of pep up. Do you, what tea do you use for the caffeine-free? Um, you can use rooibos or you can just use the actual herbs and spices like the cinnamon, the cloves, uh-huh. the pepper, the ginger. Yeah. So you don't even need Barbara. like the tea mm-hmm. leaves. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for the tip. <laughs> <You're welcome>. so, <laughs> we've already started off in a fun way. So <laughs> I I want to keep exploring um, like why did you change out of Western medicine to then want to incorporate the Eastern flavor, <laughs> literally and yeah. figuratively. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess it was a mix of bringing my passion and what I felt was my calling to fruition. 
So as I um, you briefly sort of mentioned, you know, my mission is to bridge that gap, but it's also to inspire and educate women all over the world so that they can understand how their beautiful body functions so that they can tap into their body's wisdom and feel more connected, confident and comfortable in their own skin. So as a nurse, like I am extremely grateful that I did become a nurse and that I got to experience our allopathic medical system. But to be honest, it was never like my true passion. Like I wasn't always like, I'm going to, you know, go and do nursing. It's what I've always wanted to do. It was actually sort of like my mom's idea because I was so fantastic at always bandaging up my animals and cleaning their wounds and looking (laughs) after them. But in saying that, I am really grateful that I went and did that because I have learned so much. I have seen so much, but I also saw a gap between modern treatment and preventative medicine and lifestyle education and sick people would yeah so like I um my background is actually in emergency medicine so I would often see sick people bounce in and out of the system with no real guidance on how to improve their health at that core level and whilst nursing I was also a yoga teacher um Pilates instructor into health and wellness my whole life basically and I grew up very wholesome so Ayurveda was I guess it wasn't termed Ayurveda but we were using a lot of Ayurvedic techniques um, through my childhood so I really you know thought there's a better not a better way but there's a different way to approach health and I wanted to be able to help people on that deeper preventative core level and you know Ayurveda is a treatment in in its own right as well modern medicine's not always fantastic at chronic diseases and chronic illnesses it's like you do sort of just get swept up in that system of the of things um excellent at emergency medicine and short term and sometimes we need modern medicine as well for a buffer for people until they get their you know symptoms under control so they can implement mm-hmm. implement more long-term lifestyle um uh, medicine that will help them for the long term yes. so yeah absolutely uh, so like I do want to give a shout out to you know the doctors and nurses because they do get a bit of a bad rap in the natural health world a lot of the time and they do do amazing amazing things so like it's not my job to perform surgery it's not really their job you know, to give hour-long nutritional meal plans and lifestyle plans. So I think that's why it's so important to bridge the gap so we can work as a team. Mm-hmm. And for those who are not yet familiar with Ayurveda, I think we should actually take a step back. And what does that mean for those who are kind of newbies? Yeah, absolutely. So Ayurveda <laughs> is one of the oldest forms of medicine known to men. It's stems from India and was first documented in the Vedic text like over 5,000 years ago. So it's been tried and tested for a really long time. And when I say the Vedic text, it's like obviously we didn't have textbooks 5,000 years ago. So it was originally written on palm leaves and then kept sacred and then transcribed over time. Um, But in Australia, so I'm an, uh, an Ayurvedic practitioner practicing in Australia and we work very similar to naturopaths. However, there are certain principles and theories that are very unique to Ayurveda, including the doshas, which are the three mm-hmm. energy types that make up your individual constitution. So our dietary and lifestyle recommendations, our herbal medicine prescriptions and our treatments 
will take your individual constitution into account. Yes. I I'm a mix of of dosha kapha pitta yeah. and so yeah. um I sometimes find it a little tricky because there's some opposing things that work well for one but not so much for the other and how to find the right balance. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, we all, we all have all three doshas within us, but just in varying degrees. And the one that we, the dosha we look at to treat is the vikruti, because that is the one that is present in the present time that is out of balance. So if you're like a pizza kapha, um, you might start to notice that your kapha is a little bit out of balance, especially if it's like cold and um, or rainy, things like that, where your pitta might be out of balance if you've been like doing a lot of work and in that processing mode or if it's starting to get really hot. So you start to notice which of your doshas is becoming out of balance and then that's how we start to um, pacify the doshas by first having mm-hmm. that realisation. So can you give an overview of each of the doshas um, yeah. a bit yeah, more for us? Sure. So there's the three doshas, the vata, pitta, and kapha, and they're all made up of certain elements. So the elements are ether, which is like the space, the ether, the air, fire, water, and earth. Now, vata is made up of the ether and the air. And typically, when you have a lot of vata in the mind, you can feel like a, a quite if it's imbalanced it's very creative it's very intuitive it's very spiritual but if it's out of balance you can feel like you're you know um accumulating a lot of thoughts and they're and a rushing mind and you you feel like you're getting lifted out of you know out out of your body, not feeling grounded. You can have a lot of stress, a lot of anxious thoughts. And Vata really governs that central nervous system and movement, so all of the movement in the body. And these people can be very, you know, like I said, creative. They love to travel. They love to move. They talk. They talk with their hands like me. So you can see I'm quite Vata. <laughs> um, I, I would have assumed that about you. So thank you for sharing. Yeah. <laughs> you can... Um, they can burn out quite easily because they have all of this go, go, go energy. And then they, yeah, can just sort of like, like deplete all of their energy very quickly. Pitta are very passionate. They're very driven. They're governed by the fire and the water elements. So if you think about that, that Pitta flame, that flame of energy and fire. So they make very good, um, leaders they can be very logical but again they can get stuck in their own way of overwork and burnout because of like always having to do do the thing do the work and strive for the next the next goal or the next step um they can be very uh witty and very sharp intellect like if you think about fire having that sharp quality but when they're imbalanced they can also become very angry and judgmental um, of, of those type of qualities when the pitta can become out of balance or so they can get too stuck in their own in their own doing mm-hmm. so they can burn themselves out easy in that way but very good um, with sticking to a structure they're very easy clients to work with a lot of the time because if you give them a plan they do it and they're like 
yep, nailed it. So what's the next step? What is the next step? And you're like, oh, like, you know, we can, we can bring in other elements. And they're like, no, I just need to know everything and then I'll do it. And I was like, okay, so they can be good, but they, they can also, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm also, I'm Bartha Pitha, so I've got both of those qualities. Um, and then Kapha, beautiful Kapha. They are the the water and the earth element, and you know, like the soul of the earth. They can be very earthy people, and when we think of earthy people, we think of very grounded. Um, they can be very compassionate, very soft. They make really good counselors or social workers. They're a great friend to have because they're the friend that you sort of, you know, has always got that beautiful listening ear. But at the same time, they can take on other people's problems too much they can become over giving over caring and that can lead to feeling very um stuck and down in their own energy they can sometimes become very lethargic and lazy depending on like their environment that's around them but when they're imbalanced they've got really good stamina they have a not a slower thought process, but they they consider things longer. Whereas Avada's like, oh yeah, that idea, that idea, that idea, boom, 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 I'm gonna do it all. And Apita's like, <laughs> yes, like intellectually gonna make that idea happen. <laughs> Whereas a Kafra will be, um, I'm just gonna think about it and sit on that idea for a while and see how it feels. <laughs> and you know, um, a lot of spiritual teachers are Kafra in nature, they have more of that slow talk and if you think of Eckhart Tolle, you know, very like he, his mannerisms are very kapha, not like mine, very opposite. <laughs> so that's the doshas in a nutshell. <laughs> Thank you. And then based on the doshas, there's different exercise and movement suggestions, different types of foods that nourish or put people out of balance. So um, maybe if there's time, you can give us some more insights on that. But but what's even higher on my list of questions to ask you is about how you use Ayurveda to balance hormones and even like yeah. shift people out of stress and anxiety and fear and, you know, get things mm. emotionally and hormonally aligned. Yeah, absolutely. So Ayurveda is such a holistic health science in its own right. And even with when I'm working with clients, I use my higher self methodology, which has these three pillars. And the first one is optimizing holistic health. And when we talk about holistic health, we're not just talking about the mind, body, soul as, as we sort of flatly call holistic health. It's really looking deeper at that. So obviously, yes, all of the physical components and our hormones are chemical structures and in, in communication pathways in the body, and they can get dysregulated through um, lifestyle changes, through stress, through our diet or lack thereof. So we look at it from like that very physical um, component. And Ayurveda, one of the the greatest things that Ayurveda talks about is dinacharya, which is this beautiful daily routine that brings your body back into a balanced state according to your doshas. So that's how we also start to apply like the physical parts of Ayurveda. And then my second pillar is empowering belief shifts because we really can't heal where our hormones or whatever it might be from a disempowered state. And I do that through an Ayurvedic psychology approach. So Ayurveda has a very unique way at looking at um, 
at the mind and the the psychology of a of a being, including how the doshas interplay on our mental capacity. So that is also part of treating the um, the hormones. So I specialize a lot in PMDD, which is premenstrual dysphoric disorder, and that has a, a really big emotional component. And these women, they can be really sensitive to the fluctuation in hormones throughout mm-hmm. our cycle. They don't always have to be imbalanced, the hormones, like they could be quite, you know, quote unquote, balanced on paper, but the fluctuation in the cycle can cause great um, emotional disharmony in the mind and the body. And another concept in Ayurveda is we don't just look, we, we speak of armor, which is toxins, and they can be physical toxins from not digesting our food or from environmental toxins or whatever other sort of physical toxins we can think of. But we talk about a buildup of emotional and mental armor in our body. And we know this to be true because like if you're feeling very stressed or anxious, you might you might manifest it as a headache. Some people have tight shoulders, some feel it in their hips. And this is a buildup of that mental and emotional armor. And it can only be broken down by being able to process those emotions um, in the body or the mental armor in the body. And pitta, talking about the, the doshas, pitta is one of the doshas that really helps to process our mental capacity. So we need to make sure that we've got pitta on fire as well for that. Um, And then the other thing, so from a holistic standpoint, from an Ayurvedic point of view, yes, the physical, the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual aspect of it and having that deeper connection to dharma, to our purpose. So my third pillar is really creating greater impact in your life through having that deeper connection to self and to your purpose, to your dharma in this point in time. Because what I see a lot of the time, no matter if it's women trying to heal hormonally or gut health or whatever that might be, when we get deeper into the aspects of holistic health, so asking about their relationships, asking about their environment and then we ask about that deeper connection and how they're feeling to self and to their deeper purpose a lot of their stress is coming becoming um you know evident because they they're feeling really really lost and that is a type of stress on the body and the mind and one of the biggest catalysts for hormone destruction is stress Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter where that stress might be coming from yeah. I I see so many people who have a high high stress level even more so in the last few years than 5 or 10 years ago and and they're vibrating it in a way that um they don't even recognize how much tension is there. It's pretty um, eye-opening and shocking when I actually, you know, help them to see and then release. And I bet it's the same as you're, you know, working with the ladies. And I, I know you mostly work with women, but do you also work with men? I just thought I'd ask that too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I specialize in women's health, specifically in women's hormonal health, but I've had 
Many, many of my clients refer their uncles, their brothers, <laughs> their husbands, all of the things. And yes. generally the men are coming for more gut health <laughs> issues, stuff like that. Um, but there's such a huge emotional component and they are the ones that sometimes get the biggest release um, through the empowered psychology sessions that we do and going into the deep sort of body and the subconscious mind as well. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And um, the hormones these days, the amount of hormones that are just in our food is crazy. I know that food in Europe and Australia is just cleaner than it is here in America. I mean, the way they process it. So... Have you ever looked at the stats to see like American women versus Aussie women or European women, what their hormone imbalances might be like? <laughs> um, to be honest, I haven't looked at those stats, but yeah, it would be it would be really, really interesting. And I think, you know, just from like an Ayurvedic standpoint, it, when you start learning about Ayurveda, it can feel very overwhelming and confusing because we're trying to adopt our food to our dosha and all of these things. But really, if we can just make it simple and come back to really holistic, just natural food. So just start with foods that are grown, like, you know, vegetables and fruits <laughs> and what we would naturally <laughs> normally eat without being processed, because we have this other way of looking at food and all different things. And that's through, like I was saying, the mahagunas of the mind, but also the mahagunas are the qualities in things such as food. And that is sattva, rajas, and tamas. And so food that is tamasic, meaning that it has this dull energy about it. So it has been processed. It is stale. It is unhealthy, basically crappy food that we find off <laughs> the, you know, off yeah. Fast food places, um, anything processed or leftovers longer than a few days. (laughs) Totally. It leaves a subtle impression on your mind and your body. And when we bring it back to hormones, our hormones actually need micronutrients to form and to convert and to communicate with each other. So if you're not getting those micronutrients through your food, such as like, you know, vitamin Bs and Cs and iron and all of these beautiful micronutrients, then you're not able to synthesize the hormones. You're not able to create those great communication pathways. And that could be part of your hormonal imbalance that's Mm -hmm. happening because you're eating more tamasic foods, whereas a sattvic diet is high in and it's high in energy as in it is it it is it vibrates higher so if yeah. you eat sattvic foods you naturally vibrate higher your cells vibrate higher <laughs> you know it's like when you eat a fresh salad I, so i have an organic garden and oh, beautiful. and when i can just literally go hand to mouth with a handful of berries or take lettuce harvest some lettuce and just immediately put it in a salad you know, I do wash the bugs off, but you know, <laughs> but other than that, it's like, can't be any fresher <laughs> and it is a buzz. That. Yeah. I go, I go to like the farmer's market and I said to my husband, actually the other day talking about the bugs, he's like, this one's been eaten 
like eaten, like got holes all through it by the bugs. I'm like, well, that's great. It definitely means it hasn't been sprayed then. <laughs> the bugs <laughs> feasting on it. <laughs> So, yes. you know, it's a good sign. <laughs> the bugs like it. We will too. Yeah. <laughs> yes, totally. And if the bugs are dying from it, then um, <laughs> so are our hormones. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. And probably more than just our hormones, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, what do you think is one of the biggest drivers of disease in mm-hmm. women? in this modern age. Mm -hmm. So besides diet, which we've sort of spoke about and like lifestyle, as I mentioned before, stress is the biggest disruptor of our hormonal health. And as a woman, our hormonal health is so important for every function in our body, our cardiovascular health, our bone health, our mental health. Like it is so important. And when we undergo a lot of stress and I think these days people don't even realize it because it's so normal they're just like no that's normal life but our body and our mind it doesn't differentiate the different types of stress so whether you get to work you can't stand your boss you have a whole like inbox of emails or you rush out of work at the end of the day and you're about to get hit by a car and you're like holy you know and have to jump back Mm-hmm. We have the same stress hormones. It's just that they're in that acute phase, they're released really quickly. So you've got the adrenaline followed by the cortisol. Whereas when it's that chronic stress of showing up every day to a job that you hate, for instance, it's like that constant cortisol production and that low level of, of stress that produces these hormones that also create low level inflammation in the body and then again inflammation is a stress so it's like this cascade of events that keeps cycling around and so stress really is one of the number one reasons for dis-ease in the modern world I really believe and that comes down to our lifestyle and Ayurveda is so beautiful like I mentioned with Dinacharya which means like our daily routine coming back to self really finding that deeper connection to self and it doesn't need to be a long big routine, but we need to regulate our nervous system at the start of the day and at the end of the day for sure. And if you have micro moments through the day, then just sit and close your eyes and slow your breath down and just be because that is what's going to take you from that sympathetic state to that parasympathetic state. And it's going to relax the nervous system. We are so Mm -hmm. wired these days. And besides the stress, the other biggest thing that I touched on that I see a lot with my um, clients is not feeling purpose, connected to purpose or to their true higher self and being on that dharmic path. And we often think that that has to be through our career, but that is not so. You can you can just show up and have a job that you just accept and show up. It doesn't mean that's your purpose. Your purpose and your dharma, and people often think that we have this one big purpose in life, mm-hmm. but it changes depending on where we are on that life in that life journey. And the true essence of it is really connecting deeply to our soul and who we are. And when you have that deeper connection, then a lot of that stress isn't around, and mm. therefore our hormones are more balanced, and we are more healthy, and we are more happy. And I love that Ayurveda really taps into all of these aspects of ourselves. Indeed. 
So, so I, I'm wondering, is there a process or a healing or a release or guided meditation, something that you would suggest for us to do that we could do for a couple of minutes and just kind of get to that centered, stress-free <laughs> zone Absolutely. or anything else that you feel could be a good thing to boost our health. I mean, I, I, I leave it in your hands, whatever you want to guide us through. Absolutely. Well, I am a big fan of pranayama, which is a Sanskrit work for word for breath work, basically. And that regulates your central nervous system. So mitigates that stress and helps to balance the hormones. So I'm, if you would like, I'm really happy to take you through a guided breath work practice yes. that will help connect back into that higher self and just center and ground ourselves. And as a disclaimer, please, no driving or operating heavy machinery while she does okay. this, just receive. <laughs> Close your eyes even. <laughs> Sit or lay um, down and let her guide us. <laughs> absolutely. And if you are driving, you know, come back to the episode <laughs> and do it at home yeah, when you've got pause space. or pull over. <laughs> and yeah. Absolutely. Beautiful. I'm ready. <laughs> Alrighty. So I'll just get everybody just to shut down their eyes because we want to, we are always drawn to the external stimulus of the world. And so here we want to practice Pratyahara, which is turning inwards. So let's just start to shut down those eyes and all of the senses and bring that into your body. Just taking a really deep breath in through the nose. Start to feel the belly, the ribs, the chest expand. And a long, slow exhale out. Again, focusing in on the breath, taking a big, full inhale. And a long, slow exhale out. And then on the next inhale, I'd love you to fill the body, the mind with that rich prana, the breath, that life force energy. And then at the top of your inhale, just pause, a slight pause. Feel that space that contentment, that santosha. And then take a long, slow exhale out through the nose. And then on the next inhale, I'd love to, for you to breathe into your heart space. Expanding the heart and take that pause at the top allowing that heart space to connect to that higher self, a sense of knowing, being, a deeper purpose. And then a slow, long exhale out. Just continue this cycle of breath in your own rhythm. It might be counting to the inhale of four or six, 
And then taking that pause at the top of the breath to notice the space in your body, in your mind, and in your own time to slowly exhale the prana, giving it back to earth. Each time you inhale, feel the heart space expanding even more, full of love for yourself, feeling that deeper connectedness to the true essence of who you are. And then on the exhale, Feel that prana grounding you to Mother Earth. And just taking a few more breaths in your own time. Knowing that you are more than the mind, you're more than the body. You are a beautiful spiritual being having a wonderful human experience. And it's all of you that is amazing, that is purposeful, that is your higher self. And when you're ready, you can gently blink the eyes open And come back to earth. What if I don't want to <laughs> come back? <laughs> <laughs> it was lovely. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I I love any time we can just take that pause and go within and open our hearts, connect to source, get grounded. So that was Wonderful, and I appreciate that. And um, I use your name as part of my daily prayers, like peace and harmony. And I just thought I would say that out loud. <laughs> yeah, like thank you, God, for blessing me with internal peace and harmony. You know, <laughs> and and so here. Harmony is leading a peace and harmony kind of <laughs> open your heart, connect to source. So it was just very fitting for me and I thought I'd share. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you who've been thoroughly enjoying Harmony, she has some gifts for you. She actually has four different possible gifts that you can get. So can you tell yeah. us about that? Yeah, absolutely. So if you go to my website, harmonyinspiredhealth.com.au slash freebies, um, you will find a range of free gifts that you can choose from, including a dosha quiz. So if you are curious to know um, your dosha and want more information about that, you can head over to my website and take that quiz. Um, I've also got on there a... Um, cleanse a three-day free cleanse book which takes you through an ayurvedic cleanse and ayurvedic cleansing is so beautiful because it's not just about the physical as i mentioned we really 
you know, go deep into holistic health. So it's about releasing the emotional mental armor as well as the physical armor. So that cleanse book will guide you through that. Um, I've also got a, mel- a metabolic kickstart book there mm. and a free masterclass as well. So if you want to learn more about um, Ayurveda and how to mitigate stress through Ayurveda, then I do have a free masterclass and you also get a workbook with that. So yeah, please go and enjoy all of the resources on my website. And if you would love to, you know, learn more about Ayurveda or would like to incorporate it into your health and wellness practice, I do offer an accredited certification to become an Ayurveda holistic health coach. And you can find more information on my website and it's harmonyinspiredhealth.com.au because I'm in Australia slash Ayurveda alchemist. Wonderful. And I'll put those links in the chat or in the show notes for people so that they can just click and get Insta access. And thank you for being so generous and having not one, not two, not three, but four gifts (laughs) that that we can have access to. That's right. Abudanza. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, thank you again, Harmony. And I wish we lived closer, not quite so on the opposite ends of the earth, but at least we can connect virtually in this way. And I, yeah, thank you, sister. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for all of the beautiful work that you do. And yeah, once again, congratulations on your book launch. It's really exciting. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Well, much love and blessings to everyone. Until next time. Thank you. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you for listening to Soul of an Empath with Tiffany Cano. If you enjoyed this show, please rate and recommend it on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you are listening to it. You can get more information from soulofanempath.com. May you be blessed with love health, peace, joy, spiritual oneness, prosperity, and abundance. So be it. So be it. So be it.